all and welcome to the TNC podcast. Uh, my voice sounds cheery. I'm sure it won't become the end of this uh, hour-long episode. Chris, um, hello. Uh, how's things? Yeah, okay. Uh, Aside from Norwich City Football Club, which coincidentally we run a podcast about. Sometimes I wish we'd picked a different subject, like gardening <laughs> or cookery. Probably cricket, knowing you. Cricket would have been, well, at least the, the ups and downs wouldn't have been so severe. Let's not go there. Um, how are you? I'm good, yeah. You sure? Yeah, are you? I'm okay. Good. Why are we wearing blue? Are we, co- are we converting to a automatic promotion uh, topping Ipswich Town Football Club? No, we're not, Jack. Okay. And um, we're not wearing blue and white because um, we're changing allegiances to our rivals. We're wearing blue and white, Jack, to support my North Wavney's big campaign mm. for World Mental Health Day, which is called Do Blue, where which... they're encouraging businesses and people to wear blue to raise awareness of mental health and it's obviously such an important issue jack um a few stats for you on this um one in four people experience at least one mental health diagnosable problem up to 84 percent of people will experience a mental health problem at some point in their lifetime 80 how many percent 84 percent wow one in seven people in norfolk live with depression or anxiety one in seven one in three GP visits are associated with a mental health issue. So mm. wanted to make this clear at the top of the show. We're so proud to be wearing blue and white for this podcast to support Do Blue for my North and Waveney because mental health is such a huge issue mm. that we all need to rally around and, and try and combat as best as we can. Yeah, I think, you know, those stats are alarming, but in a, in a weird way, quite comforting because I feel often with, you know, mental health, it feels incredibly isolating. Mm. But actually, you know, all of us are going to go through it at some point. And, and hopefully there's always yeah. a way out. And thankfully with, with Norfolk and Waverley Mine, if anyone watching this is feeling a, a bit down, mm. the, the, the information is in the, in the description of this video. And as with all of our videos on social media, reach out to them. They're there to help you. Absolutely, Jack. I'm seeing more people than ever before talk about it on social media that in terms of they're going through something mm. and they're feeling a certain way. Just reiterate your words, Jack. Please, 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 you know, don't give up. Fight it, as Leon McKenzie says. Talk to someone, reach out to a friend, a family member, um, reach out to people. And if you do need professional support, please don't feel like it, it's a bad thing. It's completely normal mm. to need help with mental health now. Go and contact Mind and, and they'll support you as best as you can. And particularly for blokes, right? I want to, you know, obviously everyone has it, but, you know, obviously a lot of our audience, Jack, are, are blokes, they're football fans. Um, and lads, you don't need to be this, you know, this alpha male, untouchable guy, you know. We, we all have struggles, have problems. I'm sure you won't mind me saying, Jack, just the other week, you came to me and you went, God, you know what, Chris, I'm really down about X. Mm. And I was like, it's okay, mate, you know, and I comforted you and I do the same back to you, Mm. whether on all sorts of issues, whether it's personal things, family issues, uh, social media, it could be absolutely anything. So look, blokes especially, please, 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 please talk to someone and talk to Norfolk and Waving Mind. And I think the key thing here is, you know, don't wait until it's got to crisis point. Oh, 100%. You know, be proactive. Be proactive. And, and you know, the same goes with, you, with your physical health. But we're all guilty of it. We go, oh, it's all right. You know, I can f- and fight through it. And actually, like, if you nip it in the bud quickly, yeah. these things don't progress. Norfolk and Waverly Mind, they're there for you. Links in the description. You can either use their website stuff or the phone numbers on there as well. Reach out. They are there to help you. So use it. Please. Okay? Please. Um, 
And for those of you um, listening, instead of on the video, at least you don't have to look at us in blue and white. Yeah. You just got the key info. (laughs) Uh, Well, the team in blue and white down the road are doing well. Let's talk about the team in yellow and green. Yes. Um, A really bad week, Chris. (laughs) I I think for the first time this season, I'm going to need you to uplift me because I'm, I'm really down about... Norwich City at the moment. Oh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, Jack. I mean, briefly touch touch upon Swansea. Um, you know, a real, a real disappointing loss because I felt that they were there for the taking. I didn't think Swansea were anything special. Um, yes, they did a job on us. Uh, yes, they got the three points. But just another championship side that were there for the taking. That's what makes this, this current patch of form so frustrating, Jack, mm. that we're falling to sides that we should be getting points from. And actually, I know, I know that Coventry were, we'll move on to Coventry soon as well. I know that Coventry had, had the better of, had the better of the chances. I feel like Coventry will feel um, quite unfortunate not to get all three points. But again, I thought they were monumentally average. Um, what does that make us? Mm, I know what yeah, you're all yeah. thinking. Uh, shit is the answer. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I'm so flattened uh, by by this run of form, Jack, and we'll move forwards in a bit. But I'm just so worried about those next three games, which we are going to speak about at the end of this podcast. Um, but yeah, I thought it was disappointing. But you went to Coventry, didn't you? I was at Coventry. Um, what were your main reflections? Look, I think I think on paper, if you're looking at the season as a whole and this game, you go, okay, one one away to Coventry, not too bad. You know, point away from home, try and win the majority of your home games, you'll be in a fairly decent position. Looking at the table, Norwich City is seventh. Um, equally, we are, what are we? Uh, 11 points from the top two. Mm-hmm. And we are six points from 19th. So, you know, we're far closer to the, to the bottom than we are top. I think the Coventry performance, Chris, was... Look, Swansea was... I thought we had a good 40-minute chunk... Mm-hmm. in that game where yeah. we were the better side and we created chances and we were proactive and I thought look I thought we were slightly unfortunate to lose that one walked away from Coventry feeling like we'd lost it um, I thought the the performance was utterly dismal really um, there was no energy the tactics were negative I, I just looked at the team I looked at the team sheet first of all dropped Dimmy dropped Forshaw don't know if it's fitness related or whatever. I thought they were our two best players. Did we get an answer on that? What, not that I've seen. I haven't seen it either. Um, the fr- it, it's the front four, and I know we've got injuries, but b- putting Johnny Rowe aside because yeah. he's been brilliant this season. By the way, again, a, a big goal, and, brilliant, and, and actually like carrying us through games at the moment, yeah, and that's absolutely. really pleasing. This the, the other three: Adam Ida, Pojeta, Liam Gibbs. Mm-hmm. All I'm sure decent blokes and 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 clearly trying their hardest, just very average. And okay. and, I, and I don't I don't want to keep beating around the bush with this. Poheta's not good enough for this league. I'm done. Okay. I don't think Gibbs is a is a attacking midfielder. Okay. I think he I think there is a get a player in there, but he's he's not an attacking midfielder. And I'm getting really close to um, not giving up, but becoming tired of Adamida. Couple of things. Yeah. I think you need to praise Liam Gibbs. You've been one of Liam Gibbs's biggest critics, but 
if it wasn't for Liam Gibbs, we don't score that goal away at Coventry. It was fantastic work to win it back. <laughs> equally, I think, really good play. Equally, on I two think occasions. If you've got a, a capable number ten in there, you create far more chances during the of game. Of course, Jack. But give it was, it credit it, where credit's yeah, due. It was a nice... Liam Gibbs against Coventry. It was a good performance. No, it was a good moment. Okay, fine. My next point is Adam Eda. Mm. I'm quite disappointed with your post on social media. I think you said something like, I'm li- I'm not going to support him or something. I, I, said, I said I'm finding it really hard to continue well, you've being got... vocally active, uh, you know, supporting him. Because it's okay. making me look really foolish now. I get that. I just felt it was a bit harsh. At the, at the end of the day, Chris, you know, we've been incredibly supportive of Adam Eder. I know. And I will continue to support him. What I was saying is... I'm finding it hard to find reasons when when I when Great. I'm saying fine good when I'm saying you know back Adam Eda and people are going why yeah I now don't have a response okay and I respect the fact that you've clarified that thank you because that was what was I think that's probably what was misinterpreted on on social media a little bit and I think my and I think I, I mean I'll say something on Adam as well like you know I, I'm all I'm obviously of course I'm going to support him I think I posted after the game something like toothless up front and shaky at the back and not um, not shaky Dino shaky either unfortunately he would, he'd probably do a job to be fair um, and look I feel for Adam because of all of the things we've said before lack of a loan move um, playing in wrong systems all of that stuff right but the one that obviously there was a chance against Swansea which you can debate all you like I, I I think I still do stand with the fact that he should have scored it. I'm I'm not saying it was easy, mm. but I am saying he still should have scored it. I yeah. think Barnes and Sargent score it. And I then get both the one sides against the one against Coventry though, Jack, scares me mm. because I don't know how on earth he's not thrown himself at it. I just don't. I can't compute so, it. So for those wondering which chance we, we, it's the it's a cross I think from McCallum yes from the left side yep. it's a delicious ball into the back post perfectly weighted it's I don't know a yard and a half from Eda and he just just leaves it they're, they're, and, and you're right Chris it is concerning because it's a confidence thing isn't it it's well, a, he is a confidence player it's well, evident well I think it's a, a you know maybe confidence thing I just saw that and I thought it just lacked instinct mm, yeah, I, it's worrying, you, you look it? at the best strikers they're th- he's kind of made the run and it actually you know being there in person I think the highlights have actually made it look better for Adam yeah. than it was it was, a, yeah. it was a yard away from him you chuck yourself at it I might think, not go in yeah. but you, you make contact and you test the keeper and in a game where Norwich City were clearly mm. trying to soak up a bit of pressure and they weren't looking to dominate the game and I think yeah. Wagner said that they were actually quite happy with the way that they executed their game plan fine if you want to go about it that way but if you're creating chances mm. like that got to take them I would actually always, no no I agree with that and just on that particular comment Jack I, I think David Wagner said that post-match that concerns me I think we do need to talk about David Wagner's about the, podcast about I, th- I think that we will talk about David Wagner there's, there's so many questions from some very very frustrated North City fans where I know that we are going to talk about David Wagner in detail I'm sure for the first time since last season, the back end of last season in, in the ilk that I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about. But the comment post-match, I think he said, uh, forgive me for, for not quoting it exactly, but it was something like, I was really happy with how he executed the game plan, as you said. That worries me because mm. it was turgid. It was awful. It was turgid. You know, we, we made a, you know, a really good chance and scored a great goal thanks to the 
uh, the the engine of, of Jack Stacey. Um, Again. The the willingness to make a tackle from Liam Gibbs, and of course the the guy that's carrying us, Johnny Rowe. But other than that, I mean, it it was ter- it was it was very stodgy performance, it was. wasn't it? So for David to say I was happy, you can't be happy if David's happy with that. I'm really unhappy, mm. and I'm worried. I'm worried that our manager's coming out with that. Mm. I'm, I'm really worried, Jack, because that's that is not a performance that's good. I don't want to sound like I, I'm really worried that I'm going to come across as a fan that's almost like, you know, like fans that support like you know, quote unquote, bigger clubs with more history and stuff, and they go, "That's not good enough for X. That's not good enough for Y." But I just genuinely feel like our standards aren't that high this season. Mm. I think most Norwich fans probably expected us to be in and around the play- They would have loved for us to be in and around the playoffs, right? So mm. we are where we thought we'd be. But it's just the manner in which we're just falling apart. It's like a house of fucking cards. And for him to say he's happy, you can't be the manager of Norwich City and be happy with a 1-1 draw mm. away at Coventry in a game that you you could, you could have been comfortable in. If Adam scores that chance, for example, it's curtains. I think... I think we're in a similar position now, Chris, to what we were under the latter stages of Dean Smith, Ooh. where you where you can get away with it for a certain amount of time if you're winning football matches because you can almost see yeah. past the performances. Yeah, points, points, and points. I, and I think this could have been a very different feeling podcast if we had have nicked that game 1-0 because we would have gone okay we've got a ways to commentary yeah. it would have felt it would have felt like sorry to interrupt you it would have felt like the Stoke at home game where we'd mm. gone good we've ground it out yeah. good fine away from home fine but, but we didn't but actually you know we're we're now not picking up results and mm. we're also putting in some really poor performances now the, I haven't watched the highlights package back because I didn't want to rewatch it it may have looked exciting because there were chances for either side. Actually, all I saw was Angus Gunn, short ball into Gibson or Duffy, trying to invite this press on. Mm-hmm. Coventry were like, you have it. Okay, yeah. You have it. Yeah, yeah. And Norwich didn't change their plan at all. So what was happening is Gibson and Duffy had the ball and no word yeah. of like would, would either be standing there or walking trying to go oh you know there's nothing on because they're just sat in two banks of four and they and they let it happen and they knew there would be a moment of 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 madness from norwich where there would be a chance actually coventry had 21 shots really if if we play like Did they? 21 shots expected goals of 1.7 if we play like we do if, if we play against leeds like we did against coventry they batter us, mate. We'll, we'll, we 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 will talk about about Leeds and and the the return of Daniel Farker for sure. I think and and I think the other thing that I need to speak about maybe it's linked to actually no, it's I think it's more David Wagner. You say we didn't change the way we played. Well, when we did change the way we played, we changed our shape, didn't we? Our defensive shape. Mm. We then really opened yeah. it up yeah. for Coventry to go. Well, come on then, come and attack us, boys. Mm. Um, we didn't try to kill the game. And I think that's maybe acknowledging the fact that he doesn't have the faith that we have the attacking threat to go and kill a game at the moment. So he gets scared. This is David Wagner and his coaching staff. So they get scared. We'll bring on. We'll bring on Danny Bart. And as soon as we did that, and that cross comes in, mm. and I've, and I do feel I think, for I, I think yeah. I think well, it sounds like you're on the same side of the fence as me. Then I think we're going to probably take some flack for this. I think there is of course been times where Gibbo's deserved criticism constructive criticism as always never personal abuse 
But the, but that game against Coventry, I actually I actually felt like he he was he had a pretty solid performance. And and one of the things that I like about Gibbo versus most other Norwich defenders I've seen is that he has the ability to see a pass that mm. can start something. Yeah. That can start. Does that sound strange to people watching and listening? Right, it might sound strange. And I know that there'll be a football fan that, that's watching, listening to this. Game. Well, it doesn't fucking matter, Chris. He scored an own goal. He's the one that's lost us the points. So I think I just I'm gutted for Gibbo that that happened, and and it was almost instinctual for him to try and get something on it. Mm. And I just feel so disappointed for him because again, he's gonna he's gonna be the guy that's gonna take the flak. But actually, I, I, I would I would say the reason why we didn't pick up three points in that game wasn't... It, I felt like that was a harsh OG, if that makes sense. It was. It wasn't... It wasn't, it, it wasn't a, you know you see own goals sometimes, you think, what a donkey. Mm. It wasn't that at all. It wasn't that. It was unfortunate. And I think that if we if we take our chances and we, we, we create more, we win that game, regardless of that going on or not. I think, you know, the, the most frustrating thing about that was, you know, it was an okay cross. There was no one behind him. I'm just... I just don't think Gibson's oh. had a shout. Oh, that I, I didn't think about that because I was I thinking think, about it from a point of we invited it on, but actually, yeah, was was there a shout? I, I don't I, know. I, I, if I, you know, we've played, we've both played Sunday leagues with a very poor level. You're if if that cross is coming in and you're a defender, you're discombobulated and you don't know who's around yeah, you. You need your keeper maybe, maybe. or your other two centre backs to go leave it. There's nothing yeah. there. If he'd have left it, there was no pressure. I didn't think about that. But I think you know there was a lot. There was a lot of Coventry pressure in that game, and mm. actually, both Gibson and Duffy dealt with it quite well. And the game plan in which we were implementing put a lot of reliance on both of those. Mm. I'd, I'd hate Too to much. see how much, Too of, much of the ball they had. Every goal kick was going to those two. Yeah. They were trying to find passes. There was nothing from midfield. I just, I just looked at that performance, Chris, and I, and I thought. I haven't seen improvement in a year, really. I've seen spells of goodness. I haven't seen improvement well, as a start, team. The start of the season, you saw improvement, massive improvement. Yeah, but it, it hasn't been on a consistent enough level. And I, and I think you know everyone was was pelting me at the start of the season when I predicted us to finish ninth. And I, the reason I did that, I didn't see enough depth. It was in even the squad. worse. You said that we were being around the relegation zone. Well, at the you? moment, I think we might be. I, I, I think I said ninth on my video, and I think I put Ipswich in eighth. I didn't see enough depth in this squad. And I think that's starting to show. The thing that really worries me, if we want yeah. to get really down about this... <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Is, this isn't a happy podcast. It, it, I, see a, I do see a, 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 a situation come January... Oh, God, don't. ...where Sarah and Roe are, are snapped up. God, don't. I'm not saying that is going to happen. Yeah. But, what, but, what, okay. but how, how do you sell a long-term vision to Gabriel yeah. Sarah right now? Well, look, I think, I, I, yeah, going back to your comment earlier, you said this, I think you said something like, it feels like it felt under Smith. Mm. I don't, I think that's a bit drastic. I don't, a bit dramatic, sorry. I don't, I don't feel like we're there just yet. Mm. However, Norwich fans aren't stupid. They can see trends in form. They can see and hear and feel mm. how the mood is within the supporter base, online and in the stadium. Mm. And it feels like we're at the top of a hill. And it feels like we're on that roller coaster and we're about to go down at some speed. And I hope I'm wrong. We hope we're wrong. We hope that Norwich turn it around. You look at our, we're now one win in six. Our next three, Daniel Farker returns. Yeah. 
he can do no wrong. Mm. Then you've got Middlesbrough at home, who are by, who by the way smash Sunderland away from home in the yeah, last have game. Yeah, won their last five and games. And then we go to Sunderland away and everyone in football knows that that's a really difficult game. And so it concerns me that we're going to get to this point where the fan base becomes toxic again. Um, and we haven't even spoken about Ben Ben Napper, by the way, our mm. new sporting director, which we will speak about now, I'm sure. Uh, he's got one hell of a job on his hands, well, hasn't he, Well, we'll get on to that. I just, I just wanted to say that I'm interested you said the word feeling, and I think that's a, I think that's key. I was really surprised at the start of this season, considering how bad it was at the end of last season, how upbeat everyone was at the start of yep. this season. I, I've said it, the Norwich uh, fans did their job. They, they got did. behind the team. And I was really impressed by that. And I think performances encourage that, vice versa. They, they go hand in hand. I think Norwich fans have been really patient. I was at Fulham away that we lost and there was a really upbeat atmosphere there. Yeah. Uh, you know, friends of mine that were at Plymouth said, dis- you know, there were some, some isolated incidents that, that were poor, but on the whole, it was fairly upbeat considering the circumstances. It wasn't like that at Fulham. Big, big sections of Norwich City fans unhappy with what they've seen mm. some really disgusting behavior i must say yeah you yeah you told me coventry it actually turned nasty and and that's just poor form like whether we're losing or winning it's a worry, like, isn't it? yeah genuine violence and i haven't seen that at norwich game for quite some time mm. so i thought that was poor if you were involved with that like, hang your heads in shame um but there i felt a turn mm. i felt a turn in feeling and as you say leeds at home middlesbrough at home Sunderland away is not a run of fixtures you want to turn this around. I'm looking at our, our recent form. Okay, so Leicester. How stupid are we for saying October unbeaten, by the way? Yeah, well, we were absolutely I mean, we, we knew that already. Leicester, Leicester at home, good side. You, you can kind yeah. of hold your hands and say, you know, loss. Plymouth. Unacceptable. Um, beat Birmingham, fair enough. Yeah. Swansea away. Coventry away. Yeah. And even before that, Rotherham. Yeah. I look at all of our so this season we played Hull Southampton Mm -hmm. QPR Millwall Huddersfield Bristol City Rotherham Stoke Leicester Plymouth Fulham Birmingham Swans in commentary I would argue Chris we've played one good team so far and don't forget um, we could have drawn against Leicester at home yeah let's not discount that because they're the best side we could have drawn against them and also don't forget Jack Look at when we're playing teams. So, like, I'm so, by the way, I'm so sorry to be so negative. It's yeah. just how I feel. Um, the thing that concerns me even more, if I put our games under the microscope further, the form of teams when they go to play us is pretty shit. Mm. And when they play us, it's like, ah, Norwich City, lovely old job. Yeah. I think Rotherham got battered the week before they played us. Mm. Um you know, this, and that's just one example. But I, I feel like I, Swansea. Swansea was struggling. Well, well, well let me just... let me read you the form of Plymouth, who we lost six two. Okay, so their previous two games, I've lost it now. Their previous two games before us, they lost two yeah. one to Preston, yeah, and they lost four one to Bristol City, yeah. They then beat us six two. Since then, they've drawn with Hull. They got beat by Millwall at home. And they got beat by Swansea. Yeah, so it's at that, home. So it's not even just before; it's after. It almost just shows how much of a daft result it is. Well, look, <sighs> it's frustrating, isn't it, Jack? And like this is the thing. I think we. I think we're probably coming. Up, I think we should probably talk about this now. Well, well maybe we'll leave it. Just, just my final point Go here. I, I think ne- look, we're guilty of getting carried away and getting down. I think never, never too up, never too down. I think the situation Norwich City find themselves in, we've just got a very average squad. 
We've got a very average squad, and we'll finish mid-table. Do you know what this kind of this season you you sort of hinted at it at the start of this podcast, Jack? Do you remember Farker's first season, and we had Madison, and he was the sort of the mm. player that sort of almost kept the season interesting. Yeah, I feel like this might be it with Johnny Rose. I think you're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that is worrying, really worrying that we've regressed that much. What's and you know. People are, people are criticising the experienced players thing. I still think it was right to sign the experienced yeah. players. We need to sign experienced players. But the problem with signing experienced players, players is, of course, they can get injured if they're playing all of the time. Um, and, of course, you know, in terms of the medium and long term, if we don't go up, we're going to have to replace half of them, aren't we? If we want a quick positive, Johnny cool. Rowe, and I know we, you know, we, in the we, England under twenty, yeah, we're sounding like a broken record once again. Chris takes the game by a scruff of the neck, provides some quality. Hold my hands, I've got him completely wrong. He's been brilliant, mate. He's as he's I been said, absolutely yeah, brilliant. And I stand by um, my comment on the, on the last podcast. You know, shades of Prime Huckabee, and you saw it against you saw it against Coventry Jack. His willingness to take a man should not be underestimated or undervalued. It's absolute gold. You often don't see it in football anymore as well, Jack. You know, players that have the genuine ability to take it past a player. Mm. You see it with all these big, expensive wingers that are being signed for in the Premier League now. They go for a lot of money, but really, they, they make a lot of good runs, but they often don't have the ability to take it past the player. That's very rare. And so Johnny Rowe should be hugely praised for that. And by the way, when he that, that goal... Um, at Coventry you look at where he originally picks up the ball mm. in his own half mm. um, so impressive Johnny Rowe is the main man and should be protected and appreciated at all costs absolutely another another player I thought had a good game actually against Coventry to, to, to avoid this becoming just a, an absolute moan fest thought Kenny McLean was really good again yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think he's had a good season yeah. right let's try and find some positivity uh, we've been slightly down Norwich City know who their next sporting director will be yes he goes by the name of Ben Napper correct uh, he comes from Arsenal yeah are we excited I think so <laughs> I mean we were like everyone else Jack we, we obviously saw saw the appointment announced on social media relatively out of the blue we obviously we knew it was happening um but the process has, has not been one that's that's been you know particularly well documented and out there and, and publicized um yeah i I, th I think i'm happy with it but i don't know a lot about him obviously purely through my own research i've obviously gone and done and, and, and looked into it i think i i think i feel excited i actually am i am happy that he's a bit younger I think it would be quite easy to um, to recruit a more experienced individual. I say experienced, I mean like literally just age ones. Mm -hmm. And so I actually feel like um, a youthful uh, body might be quite an encouraging thing with some new ideas. He's come from obviously an extremely elite club in Arsenal who have been you know on a real hockey stick. Um, you know in terms of their growth uh, recently as a football club, we, we saw them beat Manchester City um, j just a day or so ago. And so I, I think on paper, it seems like a sensible recruit. Mm. What do you think? Well, he's clearly, you know, he's got a very impressive CV. I think a, clearly a very impressive skincare routine as well. It's very young. <laughs> um, look, I, I think Napa comes in. I don't know loads about him. What There's a few things that, that please me. Go on. He's 
as you say, he's worked at Arsenal. He's worked in an, an elite environment. Yeah. And, and I think that's only ever going to be a good thing. Agreed. Because you're used to, you know, through osmosis, you'll pick up processes and he'll know people and he knows structure. So that pleases me. I think he will bring new ideas. He's got a really good um, track record with Arsenal in terms of his um, his time of being loans manager. And I think that will help. Look, I think at least at Norwich City now, we know where we're at. We're, we're strapped for cash and we need to operate incredibly cleverly. Is that, is that a word? That'll do. That will do. So we need to be smart with cash. We yeah. need to be good in the loan market and we need to operate quickly and brutally. And, how and I think Napa ticks those boxes. Agreed. I spoke to, shout out, Chris Davison, who is a Arsenal pundit, if you will, on, on social media and represents lots of different organisations in the media. Um, and I spoke to Chris and, and Chris sent me a few quotes because Norwich fans, we don't have a clue who, who this Napa geezer is. So he said to me, he's highly regarded, has, has had a number of promotions within Arsenal, very popular amongst the academy products, played a big part in loans for William Saliba, Smith Rowe and Reese Nelson, mm. who needed to reignite their careers and develop. Kept in touch and watched them regularly. Our loan system has moved in the right direction recently, so you may well see some improvements on that front in particular. Quick pause on that. That's key. My whole life, Jack, I can name one loan where I go, cool, brilliant. Huckabee. Danny Pacheco? Yeah, but he didn't score enough. I love the boy, but he didn't score enough. And so, like, I think, as you've said, Norwich... Now Henry Lansbury. Norwich, Norwich haven't got a pot to piss in. We need to be better in the loan market. We've never been effective in the loan market. And do you know what actually weirdly impresses me about this geezer? He got rid of Marquinhos and put him on us. <laughs> so if he can get rid of some players and put them on other clubs as well, that's encouraging. I'll t- tell you quickly what stood out when you said reignite careers when you talked about Saliba and Smith Rowe. Yeah. I mean, look how good they are now. Well, there's a striker at Norwich City Football Club who's going, please pick me a good loan move. Please pick me a good loan move. Yeah. Adamida. There you go. It's a big step and a whole new role for him, but I think he has the potential to be... This has a... Sorry. He thinks that this has the potential to be a very smart move by Norwich. Young, but experienced, having worked with some of the best in the business for the past 13 years. Mm. So this... um, I actually pulled out... You won't be able to see this on on camera, but there's, there's various pictures of him and Arsene Wenger, for example, and... You know, on the trophy parade with 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 Ramsey, with with Chesney, with Theo Walcott, etc. So, you know, this guy has been in amongst winners. Yeah, um, I think that's important. I, I think yeah, it is important. And I actually am having read that and consumed that. I do feel like I'm quite excited by it. Me too. I think the we need it. To, we need to move on, yeah, don't we, Jack? We do. And I, I, look, I, I saw his name and and I read a bit about it and I was impressed. I think to 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 play devil's advocate, the pessimists amongst us would say. You know, has never been in this position before. Mm-hmm. Might be out of his depth. Um, is it a power thing where they've brought someone in who could potentially be a bit malleable and 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 they feel like they could maybe control mm-hmm. Napa? We'll wait and see. Yeah. But again, and I, I don't want to keep bringing it back to this because we've we've discussed it when it comes to re- the recruitment of players. At the moment, Norwich is a tough sell. We are a mid-table Championship club with no money. I disagree with that. I think Norwich is a easy sell. We've got one of the most elite training facilities in the country and fans will go, oh, Chris, don't talking about that and the veg patch and all that. Seriously, if you speak to people within the football industry, 
Colney, you cannot you cannot criticise. What they've done with Colney is absolutely incredible. The, the Chris, so if you're the, a young player and you want an opportunity and you see what we've done with some of the youngsters over the recent years, we give youngsters opportunities, you get to train at one of the most elite places in the country. That shouldn't be undervalued. It's not a tough sell, Jack. It's not a tough sell. We are, we are comparing our training ground to what it used to be. Like this, this is a man who's just come from Arsenal. Okay. And I think that actually is a good thing because he's 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 putting something on the line here because he, I'm sure his progression would have continued to go upwards at Arsenal. He's going actually, I'm swapping what could potentially be the Premier League champions in a few months' time to a club that's struggling in the Championship. And I'm willing to. We're not to, struggling. To we're, not, we're not struggling. We're in the playoffs, Jack. We're, we're in not, and around the not. playoffs. We're in and around the playoffs. We're not struggling yet. But I want to caveat that with, um, and this is what is in my head. It's eating away at me. What's the mon- monkey this and monkey that do? What's that you've phrase? Got a, you've got a devil and a yeah, an angel. and all that devil and angel. The, the devil's and winning the de- for me And today. the devil says, under Smith, it was don't worry. Um, if you're not in the top two, we're we're in, we're at the top of the playoffs. Then it was don't worry, we're still in the playoffs. Then it was, don't worry, we're only three points off the playoffs. Yeah. Then it was, don't worry, we're only two wins off the playoffs. And it gets worse and worse and worse. That's what you're saying now. No, I know, no, I know. And so I'm just saying, we're not struggling yet, but we think but we will that be. we end up, <laughs> we, we, we will be. Um, Jack, link to this, and it's, t- it's time for some questions yeah, from absolutely X, it is, yeah. formerly Twitter. Um, and uh, what about this? We'll kick off with Stephen Waldron, who says, Statement, given the Napa news, I can't wait for Norwich to announce the free transfers of Saka and Odegaard. OTBC from across the pond. I think, you know, one of the one of the positive. he will have contacts. And I think there are so many Premier League clubs at the top of, you know, top Premier League clubs who are desperate to get their players out on loan to good clubs. And I think Norwich will... Will tick a lot of those boxes. I think his 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 contact list will be extensive. That excites me. Look, I'm I'm certainly not down about Napa being the new sport. I'm I'm very much sitting on the fence. And I'm going. Let's wait and see. Absolutely. Uh, Lee Jones question. Why are we persevering with David Wagner? Six wins in twenty two league games is simply not good enough for a team of Norwich City's level with the players that we have. Mm. Portion of the fan base has turned. And as we know, it's always difficult to win them back. And I think, look, we have to talk about it, Chris. It was one win 11 at the start of last season. I think it's one win in six mm. now. I'm... It's an uncomfortable conversation, it Jack. But it's a conversation that we have to have. Mm. And the thing that's particularly concerning is the starting lineups. Mm. You know, dropping Dimmy and Forshaw, in my opinion, made no sense. Mm. If you disagree, fair enough. I don't think that makes sense. Although I do think Sam McCallum was all right, to be fair. Yeah. And obviously Gibbs came in and, and created the goal. But for me, I would have absolutely stuck with, with Dimian for sure. The, so the starting lineups, the form is that, you know, facts don't care about feelings, you know. We, we keep saying, oh, you know, if we'd scored that chance or, oh, if the defence would be bad. You know, the results are there. The form trends have happened, yeah. you know, end of last season and now. And the third and arguably the most concerning thing is the in-game management. Yeah. That is what's worrying me. It's something previously that didn't worry me about David Wagner, and maybe that was just because we were getting results, but maybe I was just blind to it. But I look at what we did at Coventry, and I think, oh, come on. I think, just invite them on. Yeah, and I think, look, if you were... So many people didn't like Dean Smith, and I get it, right? If you were against Dean Smith at that point, 
I don't see what's different now. We're playing negative football at the moment. Well, uh, we're not uh, playing as negative. We're not. We're not. No, no, we're not on that level. But if we're taking the last three games, um, I, th- I think we've been negative. Yeah, in the last few games, yeah. Um, we're not winning football matches and we're not performing well. And, and, and granted, part of me is, is holding back from criticising because I do, and I, and I keep saying, I do think the injuries were big. And to lose your two best strikers yes. for a long time yes. is going to be tough. Yes. And But Jack, to play devil's advocate... Mm. And I'm, I, I, I really, really love David Wagner as a person. Yeah, me too. I just, absolute ray of sunshine. Such a nice bloke. Man management, night and day from Smith. Night and day from Farker, you know. Those boys want to play for David Wagner. But it's just, I just look at it and I'm like, oh God. It's, and he'll know he's under pressure. And at the start of the season, we said, you know, in fact, I think you've said like early doors, mm. you know, we could be, we could have a new manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll know he's under tremendous pressure, Jack, and this this great football club shouldn't have the form it's, it's had. I think it's a huge three games coming up because but, I, I think the next three games is the tipping point of either way. Do you think? Right, yeah, okay. I think if you say if you beat Leeds at yeah, home, yeah, that changes things. It changes the, the mindset. It yeah, changes it everything. It does. I agree. You lose to Leeds, and you say lose to either Borough or Sunderland. Yeah, I think it's game over for him. Really? Yeah, I think it's game over. Really? Yeah. So you think if we lose the next three, I think the he's next gone. three defines the season. Bloody hell! No, really? I, yeah, I do. Seriously? I, yeah, absolutely. Seriously. No, honestly, because okay. if you say if you win a couple of those, yeah, you're very much in the playoff hunt. Because they're such tough and games. And it's a it's a mental thing, and yeah. it proves something to you. It two proves, home games, two Leeds, Middlesbrough. If yeah. you lose a couple of them, you're 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 suddenly in the bottom half as opposed to the top half. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, 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 just, I do but, believe but, it. And, but, and also, let's put us into a into our work environments, right? Okay. I know you're your own boss now, so it doesn't count. But there's a new boss coming. He's got a new boss coming in, yeah. in Napa. Yeah. He's got something to prove. Yeah. When new people come into places, they want to mm. change things. Yeah. The first thing I think Napa does is if he, if he sees Wagner's not performing, he goes, I'm bringing my own man in. I I don't think it'll work like that. I mean, to be fair, we're talking about hypotheticals yeah, at the no, moment. Of course I, I don't I don't I don't think it'll work like that. I, I don't think Norwich City will make a decision quickly, um, which is concerning. If we do win the next, if we do lose the next three games, there's always the question of who do you bring in. What I would say is I do agree with you on the on the point of injuries. I think he's been desperately unlucky there, but at the same time, it's those three things that I've mentioned already: lineups, in-game management. What was the other thing? I've forgotten. But anyway, it's. It is concerning, and like we all we, well, look, I really like him. I really want him to be the manager that takes us up through. Through you know, we've always said it, Wagner at Wembley Way. Um, but it's a conversation now that's gonna that's happening, and I think you know it's fair that it's happening. Yeah, um, I think I think that's exactly right. Those critical of David Wagner, I can't provide a. You know the thing you said about you know the thing you said about Adam Eder. Yes, I can't I can't defend yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's getting to that point with David because I'm like. Like we're not winning games, yeah. and you know football is a is a really hard, tough business. Yeah. Um, you know it's yeah. a shame. It is a shame. Um, Barney statement. Go on. Uh, Ida's had a poor couple of games, definitely, but he's a million times better than anything Huang offers. Poor pressing, lack of threat, and causes us no outlook going forwards. Yeah, <sighs> Hurricane Huang. Well, I've, um, I've, I've said it. I said it. I said it after the game. I said it for the Swansea watch along as well. 
we are toothless up top. We're toothless up top. All of our goals are coming from midfield. And to be fair, mm. most of our goals were... I mean, Barnsley scored a couple before he got injured, yeah? Our goals are coming from midfield, which isn't such a bad thing, because to be clear, we were... I think it was just before the Swansea... We won't be now, but I think we were, we were second highest top goal scorer in the division before the Swansea game, that is. So obviously, now the last two, we would have dropped off. Mm. So I don't think we've got... We had a particular issue with, with, with scoring goals, but at the same time, when your forwards aren't scoring, you've got issues... The thing with Huang, which I cannot fathom, is his lack of match fitness. It doesn't look fit at all. Why have Norwich signed a player that is not fit? Well, I, I, think... I want it to work, but I don't understand it, Jack. I think Chris... Were we really that desperate? Yeah, I think we were. And I think we were, we were late in the market. And we, were, we were essentially at the time asking for someone to come and be our third choice striker. So you're not going to get Messi coming. And then the injuries come, yeah. But... Okay. But we signed Huang a month ago, something like that. Yeah. And right, I'm I'm a fat slob, but but you could get me to some degree of fitness in a month. Okay. All right? You make me go on some bleak tests. You feed me a bit less, and you tell me to get a grip. Right. right. And, I'll, and I'll start running some five Ks okay. for you. Huang is, he was puffing after ten minutes. Do you know what? It's giving me shades of Becchio. I don't, Luciano Becchio. I don't care if he if he's not scoring goals, as long as he's contributing. Well, and he did. I contributed as much to that team as Huang did at the weekend. And, but, I, and I don't want to be harsh. No, that is... That is no, no, it's that's not, no, it's not. It's not poor. No, that no, is poor. That's a step too it's far. Not no, it is. That's a step too no, it's far. Not. I, I would actually go as far as saying I contributed more to Norris City's performance. There was a great flick from Huang that created one of the goals in the last few We've games. We've got Becchio syndrome. No, I know. I know. I know. I can look again. I can't defend it. Hurricane Huang will be remembered for his flick against Birmingham. Sadly, yes. Question. (sighs) Wow, this is so... Um, Actually, a statement. This is interesting from Joe O. Joe O. Says, we are absolutely crying out for the Scottish Maldini. And he's referencing Grant Hanley. (laughs) The international break gives Wagner the time to embed some fringe players into his starting eleven. For me, the sooner signs Hanley, Nunes and Forshaw get playing time, the better. Joe. I want to I want to disagree with you on Grant Hanley. I think Grant Hanley has the such a similar skill set to Duffy. He has such a similar skill set to uh, Gibbo, except from the fact that Gibbo is is better at, at passing, in my humble opinion. Humble opinion. I guess you could argue the difference is that Grant Hanley has been the captain. He's the leader that a lot of those boys look to, and at the moment he ain't on the pitch. But Joe, I, I, don't, I don't think he's crying out for Grant Hanley. I think I think we make the same defensive mistakes if he's in there because of the in-game management, because of the lineups, because of the way that we're not killing games of football, because of the way that we invite the opposition on. But what I would agree with you on is this team is crying out for signs. It is crying out for Nunes, something a little bit different. No, it's and not, it's sure, not crying out for Nunes. Well, you you don't like Nunes, but for, for, for me as well, for sure was a, was yeah. a, was a huge omission from that Coventry game. Not, yes. you know, obviously his mistake, his early mistake for the for the goal at Swansea, but outside of that was outstanding in my opinion. Mopped everything up, and when you've got players like former players like Bradley Johnson saying. I don't even think it was his mistake you know, against um, Swansea. Well, yeah, to, to be fair, I would it was, say it was a dodgy pass. I, yeah. I would agree on science. I think Sargent and Barnes, you add to that list. I think Forshaw, from what I've seen, has looked good. The thing, look, I, I've always liked Grant Hanley as a defender. We have to remember he's recovering from an Achilles injury. Yeah. 
he's he's learning to run again. So he's not going to be back. He's not quickly. going to be in yeah. and, and be the Grant Hanley of four years ago. Yeah, remember. True. This is a man true. who has had one of the most serious injuries you can have hard. in football. It's going to be hard for him, yeah. Um, I think we've got that thing as well, Chris. We, we've, so we've got Becchio syndrome. We've also got Lafferty syndrome. Where we're, we're, we're now coming up with this thing where yeah, all of our yeah. injured players are our, are are our fix. And actually they're not. Yeah. And I think... You know, I agree. With we, you. We've put a lot of, not maybe not us so much, but there has been criticism for Duffy and Gibson. Defensive errors are going to happen when you give the opposition as much time yes. and as much opportunity to attack as we do. And space. Let's cut out these errors before it gets to Gibson. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that, mate. I agree with that. Um, lots of questions on David Wagner, which we've covered extensively, I feel, in my opinion, to be fair. Um, uh, John Sherratt's uh, talking about the, the new sporting director. Uh, can't wait to see what he brings to the table in January. If we can just stay in the mix for top six by January, I reckon we have a good shout, a good shot. But these next three months are going to be tough. Strap yourselves in, gents. I agree with John. You know, Strap yourself in. It's going to be a, a really tough few months now. That's the thing for me, John, like... We need to stay in and around it before Josh and Barnsley get back to give us a chance of a playoff charge. Mm. Um, I don't think it's as drastic as the season's over. No. I think a lot of people have been quite, you know, very harsh um, after those two results. Yes, they're shit. Yes, it's not good enough for Norwich City. It's not season over yet. It is recoverable, as you say, Jack. A big, big win against Daniel Farker's Leeds would, would be massive and, and could start to change the mood again, for sure. Mm, I think what have to, you got for me, Jack? To, to back it up and to, and to provide a different opinion, Tom says, statement, the downfall isn't Wagner's fault. Lots of key injuries have left him without his preferred squad. Yes, he's made some poor tactical slash lineup decisions, but at least give him until some injured players are back before writing him off. I think that the thing with this... I'm certainly not saying sack Vargas. I, I think he's on, he's on his final warning. If we're if, if we're talking about it from that perspective, the problem is you're never going to have a perfect situation. You're never going to have every player fit. Okay. So there will always be a, an excuse of what you know. Let's wait till X is back, and then look at Man City at the moment. They're without five of their best players. I know they're in poor form, but. You're never going to have a fully fit squad. So how long do you leave these? Decisions? And there's always an excuse in football. Exactly. There is always so an you, excuse. There, there is going to come a point where you're going to have to make a really uncomfortable decision. And I think we saw it with Dean Smith. We left that sacking too late. Okay. Are we now approaching that with with Wagner? I don't know. I I don't want to. I don't want to talk it into existence, mm. which is a shame. And and I think to, equally, I. It's really, diff- it's really difficult to know where Norwich City are at at the moment because Willis puts, he puts rant, question mark, question mark. He doesn't know what he wants to okay. say, but I like it. He says, what's gone so badly wrong since Bristol City away, which was at the start of September where we won 1-0? Yeah. Not having any injuries um, to Bar Nunes, um, not having any injuries. I don't know what that bit says. Okay. Defensively, we're crap. <laughs> yes, we missed big chances too. I genuinely can't believe how off the pace we've been yeah. since then. I mean, I've, I've I said mean, it. I mean, I've I've said it before. I say it again. Like, I don't think losing Sergeant Barnes 
excuses the way that we've set up, excuses the mistakes we've been making. I think I think fundamentally we've really lacked doing the basics well enough. And that isn't down to Barnes and Sargent not being on the pitch. It's mm. not. And as you say, there's always an excuse. And the players that have come in haven't taken their chance so far. I think sort of linked to, to that, where's it gone wrong? And there's loads of questions. I think this is quite nicely summarised actually by by Josh um, underscore JLH 98 um, hashtag don't buy the sun he's got in his bio I agree with that uh, Josh says when people say we are in a transition period what are we transitioning to is this and the age and the age of and the age of the squad of concern see this is it this is a really interesting point Josh right all of these we, we've spoken about loads in this podcast, Jack. We've spoken we've about David, seven years. we've spoken about David Wagner. We've spoken about defensive mistakes, toothless up top, um, lineups. We've spoken about Napa coming in in November. Um, we previously on this podcast we've been speaking about the Atanasios increasing their share in the football club, the fan mood. One week we think we're going to be in the playoffs. One week we're going to get relegated. It's absolutely all over the place, right? And I think that this this comes from the top down mm. right you know it, the the ownership at the football club is uncertain you know we, we, we're starting to define what that m- might look like now but even there even now there's there's questions about the Atanasios you know like are they going to invest some money in this season because we bloody need some help <laughs> or not um you know what 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 are they doing have they done will they do short medium long term we don't have the answers the management, the style of football. Um, Stuart Webber is sort of hanging about, and he's now said that he's off in November. But we don't. We, we kind of. We sort of know that, but but we don't. And I think all of those uncertainties create uncertainty further down that chain. Am I going delirious? Let me know if I'm going no. even more delirious. Am I going mad, Jack? No, I don't think you are. I think, and I I, I keep coming back to this, and it's frustrating me because I I don't know where where we're at as a club at the moment. Mm. I don't know if we're, should we be competing for the playoffs? Are we a mid-table side? Are we overachieving? Mm. I don't know what, I think, I think, I do think we lack identity. I think, uh, do moment. you know what I would say, Jack, is we are where we're meant to be. Mm. We are where we're meant to be. We're not, uh, we're not killing games. We're making defensive errors. We've had a good start the season. Um, we, we had a, a nice little run of, of games where we've picked up enough points to sort of rest on our laurels a little bit. Um, you know, the fans the fans backed the boys and have now started to, you know, it started to get a little bit uncomfortable again. We saw some unrest at Coventry. We are where we meant to be. Mm. There's uncertainty at board level. Um, you know, on the pitch, it's not working. We've, we've got a couple of big injuries up top. We are where we're meant to mm. be. And actually, arguably, we're doing better than where we're meant to be considering circumstances. Paul asks, have you been the hats off yet? Yes. Well, they're there. <laughs> I, don't, I certainly don't think they'll be on our, on our heads no, this season. They're, they're not going on this season. They're not going on. But but I just need to say again, right, people people say this to us. They'll say, oh, what about, oh, get your hats out. Or, oh, you boys were getting... Someone tweeted the other week, um, oh, you, you know, you're here, you're there, you're everywhere. Well, yeah, because I've got news to you. We're fucking football fans. And football without emotion, and critically, football without hope and belief is pointless. Mm. If you don't hope and believe that your team are going to achieve something this season, what's the point? Mm. What's the point? There's no point. And so, 
I would just encourage, there's this, there's this sort of attitude at the moment of, oh, I can't say something positive or I can't be too active in supporting a player or praising them just in case it all goes yeah. wrong. I fucking hate that culture. Yes, we're in a shit situation right now. It's not, it's, it, it is bad. The form isn't good. The next few games are looking ominous, which we, which we need to talk about. But football without that hope and belief, is we're always going to try to get carried away and support the boys, aren't we, Jack? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been, particularly for the, for the younger fans, and I guess, I guess you could throw myself into it, for the last 12 years, we've either been in promotion hunts yep. or we've been fighting relegation. Yep. And I think, actually, the position we're in now, and it's, and it's proving difficult to get used to, I think we're a mid-table championship team. Yeah, I'm and, and, I think, and I think we will be for a few seasons. And maybe, maybe it's just us getting used to that. Because mm. we're like, we've always been, you know, the championship the last decade, we've always been up there, we've always been in playoff hunts, we've always been hunting something down. Yeah. And this season and last season, we've been over not. we've been overachieving with the amount of money that we've got, which yeah. is absolutely fuck all. Well, sorry, we did have money because we chucked 60 million pounds at it in the Premier League under Daniel Farker. Um Daniel Farker was adamant that he wanted to sign um at least three of those players um that have pretty much all fallen straight on their ass. Um so we did give it a go in the Premier League, but we monumentally failed. Yeah. Maybe we're just getting used to that. There, there, there's a few questions, and I want to face up to these questions. Go on, face up to them. When are we going to start talking about Ipswich Town? Well, we'll talk about them right now. Let's do it. It's the first time in my... It's actually it's not the first time in my life. It's the second time in my life that I've been... For a number of years, that I've been genuinely worried about this derby. Mm. Um they're much better than us in every department. They've got momentum with them. They remind me of when we had Paul Lambert and we did the double bounce. Mm. I'm sure a lot of people will agree with that. Um, and I think that's another reason why Norwich fans are more frustrated because they can see Ipswich gaining and gaining and gaining on us, right? And that is really hard to take because they have been, if it's not mid-table mediocrity, they've been rotting in League One for, for so long now and to see them up there hurts. Mm. And, you know, it's uncomfortable, but there's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of jealousy. Of course there is. We don't want to see our rivals up there. But that's the truth. And we need to face up to it. And to be honest with you, it, I, I, I really hope that it's given our board a kick mm. up the arse. Mm. Because, because to see them doing what they're doing, it, it does hurt. But we need to face up to that. And that's a big reason, I think, Jack, why the mood... I don't think a lot of Norwich fans want to admit it. But I think it is a reason why the mood's so bad right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I, and I think... You know, I don't think this has come out of the blue. I think you, you saw Ipswich Town in League One last season. Granted, League One, the numbers they were putting up was astonishing. Lots of very shrewd judges liked them this season. But this has been coming. If you look for the past three years, you've seen a lot of influential staff members at Norwich City Club, maybe not directly involved with playing, but within mm. the football club, mm. moving to Ipswich Town. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Is it culture? Are they, do they see a plan that they like more than their own city? So this, is, this isn't something that's just come out mm -hmm. of the blue. And I think we really need to look at Ipswich Town. And it's, and, and it's difficult. It's so difficult watching them play this glorious football because we've had it in the last. Mm -hmm. We know what it feels like. And it's so good. It's so good. We need to look at this and learn. <laughs> we, no, honestly, we go, what are they doing right? that we're not doing? Because I know. Do, obviously something do you know why I'm laughing? Because it's, it's, it's just... 
it's crazy that it's got to this point because for over a decade, mm. you know, we've been head and shoulders. And now, obviously granted it's only this season, they're head and shoulders. I'm, I'm really worried about this Derby, Jack. I'm, I'm really I'm worried. And, and actually, um, you know, but I mean, God knows where we'll be by then. You know, we're looking at these next three. I mean, we're not even at the derby. We look at these next three games and I don't know how we're going to pick up points in these next three games. They're a slick, well-oiled machine and they'll concede a couple here and there, but they'll score three, mm. right? It's it's that it's that feeling we had under Paul Lambert, you know? Um, no, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a valid point. We faced up to it. We're wearing our blue and white tops today, <laughs> uh, of course, for a good cause. Um, but no, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it. I think it is a contributing factor as to why the fan base is struggling to accept where we are, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm 25 years old, and I'm yet to see it beat us in person. <sighs> see, this is the thing, and like and I've seen. Lo- I mean, you know, there's plenty of people in the Barclay five years younger than me that the, will have maybe never seen Ipswich beat them in ever. I know, and the, and you know, and I and I am going to be a little bit ageist here, so so forgive me. I've seen a few things on, on social media already where I've seen people post stuff like, like you know, and you did it and it annoyed me, you know, you sort of like, you know, actively praising them. And it's like, mate, you haven't felt what it's like to lose to those sods. You haven't felt what it's like. And it's horrible. It is horrible. And do you know what? I enjoyed every second, every second of being on top because of what they did when they beat us all those years ago, right? It's nasty, oh, no. right? And so, and, and, and I think that's another reason why people need to understand <laughs> if it happens, it's gonna be really bad. I think it's a, <clears throat> it's a mix of needing to look at them and learn and also just sucking up the pain of it. Yeah, don't forget- Equally, equally, Come December, was it December 16th we play them? Yep. We might beat them. A lot can change. A lot can change. Let's- right, it's been a while since we read out a positive post. Yeah. So we've got this one from Simo NCFC. Uh, let's go to his bio quickly. Oh, no bio, but he follows TNC, top boy. He says, positive. Big C will end up a grand up come the end of the season, of course. Your bet for the Johnny Rowe bet. Yeah, so- um, it's He's gonna get in there, isn't he? Well, You're gonna be a grand down, Well, Jack. you say that, Chris. Um, look. My opinion on Rowe couldn't have been further wrong. I, I didn't know if he was first team ready. You? Wrong? Never. And he's been brilliant. He's been the, the one real positive of this season. But there was a, uh, granted it's who scored, and I said it needs to be the official, if he's in the official championship team of the season, mm. I'll give a grant to Big C. Yes, yeah, you did. So far this season, he's not in the championship team of the season that's based on who scored rating so it's a little bit wishy-washy but if big c want that grand Rowe's gonna have to continue <laughs> to pick up his performances i think i think he will i think he will and um, uh, just quickly to billy we also need to talk about this leeds game upcoming jack before mm. we finish and um, billy says i would like to resubmit the attached statement so oh. he's i'm sorry that we didn't read out your statement in the last podcast he's a statement adam eder is not a championship striker yet Get him alone with a lower league club. Pains me to say it, but I want him to do well. But currently, he is the last player I want on the ball in any position. Oof. 
And he also says, how was the 30th birthday hangover, Chris? And um, it took me a couple of days. <laughs> I'm getting old now. Is I, it true? I have two day hangovers now. Is it now. true that the older you get, the harder the hangover Yes, hit? it is. Absolutely. And um, yeah, look, I, again, we, as we've summarized on Adam Eder in this podcast, I think it's day. We can't defend yeah. the criticism anymore. I think that's where it at. Um, I think sadly. I think he, he did need a lone move. I think if we're being honest, he probably is at the moment a League One player. I still think there's a player in there. I mm. do. I just I'm struggling. Let's talk about Leeds at home, Jack, yeah. because we're not going to do a podcast before then. So enjoy this one. Um, it's the return of Daniel Farkham. Yeah, I'm, I'm, How do you feel about that? I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. I think that the only hope is we've got an international break now in between, which hopefully, like, signs might be back. There's a couple of players that might be fit for going into that. Mm -hmm. Thank God we didn't play against Leeds like we did against um, Coventry. I think we'll have learned lessons from that. I think our home form hasn't been too bad. Mm -hmm. It's been all right, yeah. But, Chris, I'm, I'm just... Look, I, I, my, my glass is half empty today and I think, <laughs> I think people will, will see that. I'm just thinking, if Norwich concede early, yeah. I think it turns real quick. Yeah. And I think we're in that position. And that's not been a worry of mine so far this season mm. because I think on the whole, the fans have been absolutely brilliant. But actually, Coventry, you said you, you saw the crowd yeah, turn and when does that seep into the home? Look, I, I, my, my rally cry is, is like, I, I hope that we give it full gusto in the stands. I really hope that the that the Norwich City fans support David Wagner and his and his Norwich City players. Of course, you know if we put in a shit performance and you know we, we start conceding silly goals and it's an embarrassment, you know it's fine. You know, it's down to your own personal opinion of, of what you want to do. But I hope that that we can make some noise. I really sincerely hope you know after the match, you know if you want to appreciate Daniel Farker for what he did on the pitch um, for, for for the football club. Fair play, you know, give give him a clap if you want. But I ain't going to be clapping Daniel Farker before the match, particularly with the nuisance that he caused in the summer window and that I've been told um, behind the scenes. Um, I completely disagree with the way that he operates um, on many levels. Um, and I sincerely hope that we beat him. However, I think he will do a job on us. And it pains me to say that. I think he'll be extremely motivated. He would have done his research. And to be honest with you, Jack, quality-wise, Leeds going forwards compared to us is ridiculous. Yeah, and I, and I think... It's we, absolutely ridiculous. We do have to manage expectation here. Leeds were in the Premier League last season. Yeah. They spent tons of cash in the Premier League. Tons. Tons of cash. So that they do have a better yeah. squad. And, and you, you hope so, based on the amount of money they've spent. Yeah. I think Leeds will beat us. I just hope... But the performance is one that we can be proud of. Yeah, because if not, I think it could be the turn of of the home crowd. There we go. I can't believe how quick. Oh, it saddens me. It, 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 it feels like the season is evaporating, just like that, Jack. Like it's, just, it's so frustrating. We, like we, we equally, seasons can turn really quickly. Yeah, that's true. For, for good and for bad. That is true. I just, I, I've got a feeling now where we're seeing trends yeah. and patterns repeat we hope we're wrong we normally are jack has been a it's been a good podcast thank you very much for your time uh, thanks to everyone um for watching uh, rem remember look norfolk and um, waverly mine have been partners with us for a long while the message has always been there but we will remind you on it they are there to help you if you need help with your with your head reach out 
Um, they'll be more than happy to help. And it's certainly not embarrassing to do so. Let's hope the next time we talk, we would have won against Leeds. <laughs> but the reality is, we won't. But let's suffer together, eh? Absolutely. Thanks for watching. See you later, everyone. Bye-bye.